Hello, this is Gary Van Wormerdam, and this is the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast from PathwayToHappiness.com. This audio podcast number 40-something is an introduction to meditation. Basically, I'll share with you a very simple beginning meditation, but I'll also share with you some things you should probably know about what goes on in the mind when you start entering into this kind of practice so that you can manage the expectations uh, and, and really set yourself up for better success and avoid the pitfalls that cause us to fail and give up and quit that often occur and keep us from maintaining a, a successful mindfulness or meditation practice. Meditation is something I was formally introduced to about 17 years ago. I've practiced it a number of different ways. So this is a very small portion of insights about meditation. There's a number of more involved, deeper meditations in my self-mastery program, in my audio course. This is more introductory and simple, but uh, something that I was sharing with some people in some classes They got some great results, so I thought I'd share some background here and and just share that simple meditation. So the first thing, let's just take a moment, take a deep breath. If you're driving in your car, don't close your eyes. If you're safe and able to, close your eyes. Take a deep breath. And even make it audible. Just notice how your body relaxes. Now, what happens in meditation very often is when you enter into that world of quieting your mind and you decide, okay, I'm going to meditate, and you sit down, have everything organized in the right pillow and the right posture, and or maybe you go to a guided meditation class or silent meditation class. One of the things that often happens is your mind gets very loud. There's lots of chatter. There's chatter about, am I doing this right? How come nothing's happening? My body's sore. I need to scratch an itch. Should I move? Can I move? Will anybody notice? Oh, this isn't working. I just feel worse. Uh, I just got a bunch of chatter in my head. I keep following it. Oh, I should just quit. And chatter like that. Chatter that wasn't there until you sat down with the intent to be quiet. And there's actually more chatter when you sit down with the intent to be quiet. And some people interpret that this means that they're failing. When in fact, when you sit down with the intent to be quiet and quiet your mind, the mind actually gets pretty loud. That's my experience of it. The expectation we have, maybe not even realizing we have an expectation, is that the mind's supposed to just quiet right away, that we'll find some inner peace and and some magical thing will happen. When in fact, that's not usually what happens the first day or the first week. That's why it's a meditation practice. Not necessarily uh, an event the first day or the first week or the first month. 
And so meditation in the beginning is often a journey through these loud voices and chatter to find a place of silence. And if you aren't aware that you're likely to activate a lot of chatter in your head when you sit down to meditate, and that this is part of the process to work through, the expectations are going to be false. They'll be poorly made. We'll think that everything's supposed to get quiet right away. And so since the expectation of quiet isn't happening right away, the assumption is that it isn't working or that we're doing something wrong. And now this chatter shows up and it becomes believable because we believe the expectation that we started with. So this reactionary voice that we're screwing up or it's not working or we're doing it wrong seems true because we've got this false expectation. And then because we're failing, we're not doing it right, we feel worse. We feel like a failure. We feel bad about ourselves. We feel it isn't for us. We should just quit. And in that negative mindset, we don't enjoy meditation. We don't want to sit down and feel bad about ourselves because we're not doing it right or we're failing or we don't know what we're doing. So we stop the practice altogether. After a few minutes, after 20 minutes, after one class, or after a couple months, whatever is that timeline, because we haven't calibrated our expectations to know that when we sit down, that ego mind and all the chatter is going to pop up. So these expectations are an important element to notice, and by that I mean be aware of, and to question with skepticism. Instead of trying to bend reality or hope that reality of your meditation experience will meet them. But if we know that that might happen, we can either A, manage the expectation, say, yeah, it's going to be there and I'm going to sit through it in these longer sits. Or, You can start with a simple meditation like I'm going to share where you can avoid some of that reaction stuff because we're we're going to manage the practice in a very simple way to begin with and work up to a longer meditation. So let's come back to that breath. And I'm going to remind us periodically about that breath while I talk our way through some of the expectations and reasons why we fail and and how to set up for successful meditation. So take a deep breath. And this time I want you to hold it for two seconds and notice that as you hold it, attention will build up in the body. And then let yourself exhale and let the body relax. And notice how the body relaxes as you exhale. In a moment, I want you to do this again, but this time I want you to consciously put your attention on your body and relax the muscles. If you put your attention on your muscles, certain muscles, you can help them relax as you exhale. So pick a part of your body, say the neck and the shoulders and the arms, 
put your attention on that inhale hold it for about two seconds notice how the tension might build a little bit as you interrupt the breathing process and then allow everything to relax even more so as you consciously intend a relaxation in those muscle areas Simple. Simple. So one of the things that our mind often gets caught up in when we meditate is how it's supposed to look, what are we supposed to do, how do you sit, how do you hold your head, your neck, where should your tongue be, uh, what pillow uh, should I be sitting, should it be silent, should I focus on my breath, should I have a candle, the mind comes up with a thousand kind of academic questions, a lot of thinking. You can take some instruction and say, different teachers will prescribe it different ways, and give you a whole set of guidelines and say, do this and don't do this. And sometimes those instructions are given to satisfy just your mind and all those questions. And somebody else will say, well, no, you meditate this way and these are all the guidelines because it's not really important that you have the certain exact answers. But if you give an answer, you'll at least quiet that part of the mind that says, oh, this is how you do it. I know I'm supposed to sit, what kind of pillow I'm sitting on, what I face, whether I use a, a, a bell or a mirror or a mantra or a candle. If someone prescribes a certain way of doing meditation, it's because often they recognize that the mind has so many questions about right and wrong and should and shouldn't, that you're like, okay, instead of getting caught up with that, let's just give a bunch of answers. This is the way you do it. And all those questions, the academic questions in the mind get answered. And now your mind gets to think it knows how to meditate. So it's, it's like there's a number of cats in the room and they're all meowing because they are hungry. Like that part of the mind all wants an answer. And you're like, okay, let's feed all the cats. All the cats are quiet. Then we can sit down and meditate. And this is sometimes what those rules are designed to do or those guidelines are designed to do. So let's recognize that that's part of the mind. And you can appease it in many different ways. And what I'm essentially saying by telling you this is there is not a one set of guidelines that's right or another set that's wrong. There are guidelines and not rules. These guidelines are intended to be helpful to get to a practice and to get you into that practice in a common way that you know how you're going to do it each time and you don't have to agitate those questions in your mind each time and that will help some people into a regular practice so that then they can get into the real awareness and conscious state of mindfulness while they're sitting personally most of the meditations that i do today are while i'm walking if i'm walking to the post office 
I'm walking down the street to the coffee shop. I'm having a very meditative moment. But that's me. That's part of my practice as I go about my day. So let's come back to this breath. And let's do another one of those. But this time I want you to focus on a different part of your body. Focus perhaps on your jaw, your tongue, your neck, supporting your head. And this time don't pause. Don't build up that tension after the inhale. But rather notice that just the exhale itself is a relaxing moment. And so put your attention on that part of your mouth, your jaw, your neck, your tongue. And inhale and consciously relax that area of your body through the exhale. Matter of fact, that felt so good. Let's do that a second time. So, funny story about meditation and expectations and what actually happened and how I know the mind might get kind of loud. I had paid to go to this spiritual retreat and we were sitting in this supposedly spiritual place and guided by this supposedly wise spiritual man and I knew all this because I'd paid a lot of money to go do this. And he's inviting us all as we close our eyes and sit still to focus on the silence. Focus on your breath and focus on the silence. And I'm noticing that my leg is getting really sore the way it's sitting and it feel like it's cutting off the circulation. And... Meanwhile, he's saying, focus on the silence. Focus on the silence in between the words. And another voice in my head is saying, you shouldn't be thinking about your lay. You should be thinking about what he said. Another voice in my head is going, well, don't even think about what he said. Do what he said. Focus on that silence. How come you're not focusing on silence? And another voice is like, because you keep talking. All that voice in your head just keeps talking. That's why you can't focus on the silence. You should shut up. And another voice in my head said, well, no, you should shut up. You're the one that's talking over the silence. And another voice said, shut up. And so, very much like a whole classroom full of sixth graders getting close to the end of the school day, trying to sit still and be quiet so they can go out when the bell rings on the teachers trying to get them to settle down, give them permission to go. And they're all yelling at each other to be quiet. And this is going on in my head. And it goes on for a number of minutes. And all the while realizing that I've paid a lot of money to have all this chatter in my head on this spiritual place with this spiritual wise man guiding the meditation, and all the while that the voices in my head are screaming, he's saying, he's saying, focus on the silence, focus on the space in between the words. And all this kind of stuff like that, and I'm wondering where all that space is because my mind's having a big chatter. <laughs> and this kept going 
until finally one of the voices in my head just got so fed up with it. It said, shut up! (laughs) And I started laughing. I could barely hold it in for all the laughing. Trying to be quiet for everybody else. Because it was so ridiculous. What my mind was doing versus what I was trying to get it to do. It was actually a very helpful experience because I got to notice just how much my thinking mind didn't follow direction very well. How it ran off with its stories all by itself about all sorts of other things that had nothing to do with what I wanted to put my attention on or or whatever in the guided meditation this person was asking me to put my attention on. So, that was one of my first experiences with meditation. Your individual experience will vary. You might have a meditation that's beautifully calm and peaceful and quiet. And the next time there's loud chatter. And the next time it's calm, peaceful, and quiet. And the next time it's loud chatter. And... That's not that one is a success and one's a failure. It's just like playing tennis. Sometimes you hit it over the net and sometimes you hit it into the net until you practice more and more and you hit more over the net and into the other court where you want to hit it. And with practice, you're more focused, more consistent. But in the beginning, in the beginning, you're likely to swing and miss at the ball more than you make it. So individual experience will vary from person to person and between one meditation of yours to the next. And that's why they call it a practice. Another important piece with that meditation was I became the observer of my mind. I was watching it as if it was a classroom of sixth graders all fired up on their hormones and out of control, not able to sit still, not able to keep their mouths shut. And by seeing it, by observing it as a witness, I was watching my mind. And after I started laughing about it, which is what I stopped judging it, I stopped reacting to it, I stopped repressing it, I just watched it and enjoyed it for what it was. And that actually in itself was the beginning of meditation for me. To watch my mind while in this state of calm and peace. My mind was running amok and all these voices in my head were going off with their different agendas and shoulds and shouldn'ts and I'm doing it wrong and I shouldn't do this and I should do that and If I moved and scratch an itch, would anybody notice? It still was just going on and on and on. And I'm kind of just entertained by it all at this point. But what I realized later was that was meditation. That was meditation for me at that point in my process. 
for me to be in a conscious, mindful state of awareness, watching the mind do its number of stories, not getting caught up, not believing what it said, just watching without reaction to what it was doing in its out-of-control way. And for a lot of people, they think that this is somehow failing when in fact this is a kind of mindful meditation to be the observer of your mind. You're sitting in a state of equanimity watching a mind that's really having a lot of reactions to what you're doing. This is one of the keys of meditation, one of the kind of rites of passage, is when you realize that you're this observer of the mind that has all this chatter. That you are uh, uh, or, or can be in a state of awareness and that the mind is generating these thoughts all by itself and that it is separate from you, you are separate from it. That is a a significant shift in your practice when you begin to see this. And it doesn't mean you're going to see it all the time or once you have a glimpse of it that, that it will crystallize. You're likely to fade into it and out of it and into that awareness and out of it back and forth. And it becomes a, and this is part of the practice of finding that state and staying in that state to be the observer. And as you do that, and you are the observer of your mind in those meditative practices or throughout the day. Change is happening. You're applying those principles of awareness that I, I mentioned in that last audio on self-awareness. That is being applied. Your attention in, on those thoughts from this observer perspective is actually changing what's going on in your mind. You may not notice it that day, but that's it's happening at a subtle level through this through this kind of practice. So let's come back to the breath. One may have kind of lost awareness of the breath as you've been listening. So focus on another area of the body this time and inhale. Not so deep. Inhale in a relaxed way. And then as you exhale, exhale not in a big way. We're going to make it more natural. Make our breath more natural. Just a very slight exaggeration. This time, without a pause. And use that breath in that moment to relax a particular area of your body. Let's say this time, down in your lower back. So put your attention on your breath and your lower back and inhale. And with the exhale, relax that area. And do that twice. No big deal. Easy enough, right? So, what I discovered about meditation was 
it doesn't have to be a long, big ordeal. That exercise that I just had you do, that one breath, and then a second breath, is a meditation. It's everything the meditation is, and you're doing it in one breath. But if you think about meditation, spend some time. Meditation only happens in the one breath you're doing in the moment. That's the only place that you're going to change your meditative state, you change your conscious state, is in the breath that is the current breath. You can plan to do it for a 20-minute sit or a 10-minute sit or an hour sit, but each breath of that 20 minutes or so is the one breath where you're meditating. That's the only breath that's important. So, a one-breath meditation is what I want to introduce you to. And one-breath meditation is what I do when I'm walking. And one-breath meditation is what I'm doing when I'm sitting in a dentist chair. And there's drilling or stuff going on. Is Instead of tensing up my whole body, I'll take one breath and relax my whole body. Or various parts of my body while I'm driving, while I'm sitting at my desk. And I take that one breath to relax and center myself. And I don't have to enter into a deep meditative state. I can do that if I want to take some time out of my day for that. But throughout the day, I relax any tension that's built up in my body. And throughout the day, you can take one breath and relax any area or your whole body. A little practice you'll get used to doing your whole body. Start with certain specific areas at different times, though. And you just relax that one area with the breath. And you use the breath to relax your body. I came up with it as I started sharing with this from a small group class that I was that, that I was part of. And because a woman she found out at work that she built up with stress by the end of the day and by the end of her shift, she had a meeting, she went into the meeting all tense and she was really reactive. She's like, How can I calm down? How can I I, I get more relaxed going into that meeting? I'm like, Well, when did, when did the tension build up? She said, well, during the course of the day. So, well, why not just not build it up as much or scale it back down during the course of the day instead of building it up all during the day and then trying to drop it into a relaxed state all of a sudden. Let's take a step down in relaxation every 10, 20 minutes. I said, what do you do? She's like, I'm a cashier at a grocery store. I said, well, what? moment of the day or or what can you do periodically that goes on that can be a trigger for you and you say okay whenever i do this i'm going to take that one breath what are you what are you routinely doing she's like well ringing up people with groceries i'm like well what part of that is the moment where you want to say that's where i'm going to take a breath 
and relax. She's like, I'm going to do that at the end. When I hand people their receipt and their change, it's going to be kind of like, let go of that person, send them on their way and let, and relax myself. It's like, okay. And so she began to use that particular moment of her day to be the trigger for a single breath of relaxation and take the stress down of whatever built up from that customer. And then she met the new customer brand new. Another gentleman there worked at a lab and he's working at a workbench with whatever electronics or chemical reactions going on. And I was like, okay, when's going to be your moment to take a breath and relax and de-stress just with one breath? And he's like, well, whenever I walk up to the bench. So, okay. Someone else, it was when they passed through a doorway. They're walking in an office area. They're in and out of different rooms. And it was their cue passing through a doorway. We're going to leave what's behind, behind. That's the past. I'm going to step into a new moment. For someone who works in an office, answering the phone, it might be when they hang up. Take that moment. Let go of whatever happened on that phone call. Or it might be, you know, when the phone rings, instead of jumping, reacting, they're like, well, let me take that stress right off. Take that moment, inhale, exhale. Now you answer the phone. But you're answering in a in a slightly more relaxed state. And if you do that 5, 10, 20 times during an hour, that changes how you feel at the end of the hour. And so when I next met with this group, This woman said she'd gotten to her meeting at the end of the day much more relaxed. Not because of any big thing that she did at the end to take the stress, but the stress didn't build up during the day. And this is a woman who's busy with her life. She's not likely to take out 20 minutes to say or 30 minutes out of her day to practice meditation, but she can do it one breath at a time. And she did. And one breath is the only place, that one moment when you're breathing, is the only place you can make change anyways. Then the assignment was, now that once you have a practice and the expectations are very well controlled, it's an amount of time that you can contribute to the process You don't have to take it away from anything else. You can do it while you're doing other things. You can see and experience the immediate results, both in how your body feels because it's relaxed, and perhaps you might even find that while you're paying attention to your breath and the area in that body, your thoughts aren't as louder. There might even be a gap of silence in your mind while you're focused on your body and your breath and relaxing. So you can see there's a chance for your mind to be quieter while you're doing this and your body to relax and any tension and stress emotionally to dissipate. You don't have to follow any complicated rules. Anytime, anywhere works for you, even in the dentist chair. 
And once you get used to doing this in a regular routine, because you've decided, I'm going to do this whenever, boom. When this is going on, while I'm on the phone, or while I'm XYZ, that's going to be my moment. And you do it 10, 20, 100 times a day. I mean, you take a lot of breaths during the day. You can at least devote your attention to actually what you're doing once in a while. But just start with something, some amount that you know that you'll do. If it's once an hour, do once an hour. Once a day, better than zero. Make the expectation something that you will be successful at. And then once you're successful at that, at that beginning practice, then sometimes have that moment of relaxation for two breaths. Yeah, all whopping two breaths. And notice how you feel differently after two breaths. Have two very clear, focused, relaxing breaths. And it's not about the length of the meditation at that point. It's about the quality. Do one moment of breathing well, mindfully, feeling it, feeling your body relax. Feeling yourself present in the moment that you're doing it. And do it well. And then do it for two breaths. And do it well. And then, if you're inclined, if you want to, do it for three. This might be harder to do during the day while you're going about your job and your activities. But there might be moments where you can squeeze in a third breath. And then, if you want to, and you can do that well, the quality of your moment is where you want it to be. Add another one. And build the length of your mindfulness, of your breathing, your presence with yourself. But begin with the quality and then work up to the quantity. And know that all meditation is happening in the one breath that you're taking. All meditation, the mindfulness, the building of conscious awareness, that state, of awakening is happening in the moment that you're doing it. And so planning to do 20 minutes more, it's not where it's going to happen. Just in the moment that you're doing it. So put your attention down in your legs. Inhale. And this time, do it one more time, but this time without exaggerating the breath. Just relax your body as the breath is naturally being breathed. Notice that your body is breathing. And that while the body takes its natural inhale and exhale, pay attention to it. And in that moment, 
relax the area of your legs or whatever you put your attention on. But do it while the body is taking its natural breath. You don't have to exaggerate it to help pull your attention to it, because that's what exaggerating your breath will do. You can do it, or you can put your attention on that breath that's a natural breath, either way. Again, guidelines, not rules. Hope this has been a helpful introduction to a beginning meditation to get you started that you can build on one moment at a time. Hope you found this useful, some kind of useful nuggets in here about meditation and, and beginning to practice and what it might feel like and look like and manage expectations. If you want more specific exercises in how to change how your mind works, thoughts, the beliefs, the emotional reactions, sabotaging behaviors. You can try the four free trial sessions of my self-mastery course. I have also available a relationship course, session on releasing emotions, some audios of previous retreats. You can also get my book, MindWorks, Practical Guide to Change Thoughts, Beliefs, and Emotional Reactions. It's a guidebook in how to dig in and identify these core beliefs that are at the, the core of these kinds of dynamics that bring drama to our lives. My book is available at my website and also just about all online retailers, ebook or print format. This is Gary Van Warmerdam, the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast from PathwayToHappiness.com. Have a great day.